Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs podcast where I speak to bands and musicians about what they've done between making records, between going on tours, the jobs they've had and the way they've been able to put 
there are first. I've got Nudista on today's episode. Pilar and Robbie talk to me about their lives in a variety of jobs, getting back to playing shows and a couple of celebrity encounters. The track beneath this is Confess. You can go and buy it on their Bandcamp today. It's released on Sad Club Records, which is an excellent record label in London. And tomorrow we'll have an episode from John Myrtle, whose album Myrtle Soup is also out on Sad Club Records. East London's signature brew have been brewing beers since 2011 with bands like Mastodon, Sports Team, Hot Chip and a whole bunch of other amazing bands. If you go onto their website signaturebrew.co.uk you can get some beers delivered directly to your door if you live in the UK and with the voucher code 101podcast, all capitals, you can get 10% off that order. Alright, thanks for listening. This is Pilar and Robbie from Nudista. Go well. Cheers. I mean, we, we've been very lucky because, yeah, that last one we recorded it with a friend in his home studio. So it was, he was kind of like learning and, and mm. I mean, we like each other's music. So it was more a collaboration thing. So, yeah, yeah it wasn't like much lost to say it uh, in a way it was just more the whole process was was great and recording mm, with a friend so yeah. so tell me about the you know the, the start of the band where where did you meet mm, well uh, we we met um a while ago i don't know what year exactly but years and years ago years ago maybe more than mm. six, six years ago yeah. but while in uni we went to different unis but we had like friends in common and um, yeah, we just met through friends basically, but uh, we never got to really make music together until we were out of uni. And then I, I basically just contacted Robbie and I was like, oh, I want to um, have all of these songs and I want to develop them because before it was more for me, like kind of singer songwriter, just like writing music on my own and not really, not really do, doing them with a band. So it was just more very acoustic stuff and I would just maybe play gigs by my own and I really wanted the whole band experience I never really had that in Spain it was always me just on my own basically <laughs> so I just yeah I just asked Robbie like oh you want to play guitar with me and let's see how it goes and yeah it was just great did you make that first record in in Madrid yeah. yes yeah so that we recorded it with my friend Diego, he's in the Parrots, so it's a band like a surfy kind of band uh, from mm. from Madrid, uh, and he has a studio in um, in Madrid, a very very hot studio because <laughs> it was like really there warm. There was no air conditioning, <laughs> and it was like the height of summer in Madrid. And it was it was so hot. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. So Pilar, are you are you from Madrid? Yeah, yeah, so I'm from Madrid. I just moved to London for university, but I lived all my life in Madrid until I was 18, yeah. Are there much, you know, differences between because you know, this is a, this is obviously a podcast about the kind of jobs you work between making records or touring or or you know, just existing and, and continuing moving forward as a as an artist or as a band or whatever, yeah. you know, your art manifests it to be. Obviously, I, I'm speaking to a lot of people in the States and a lot of people in England. Yeah. I mean, what's what are there any kind of main differences to the way that people make art, you know, from your knowledge growing up, your friends from Madrid? 
to England? You know, differences. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess for me growing up, to be honest, I wasn't really um, surrounded by many people that were um, doing many creative things. If that makes sense. I mean, it was always I was a bit of a loner in that sense, not a loner, but I was on my own making stuff. So mm. I didn't really get to know the community of like people making music until I moved to London and then I met them by living in London. Mm. I met them in London and then I started meeting these people in Madrid. But when I was growing up, it was just very like on my own personal to say it. So <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like, yeah, it, it was very different. Um, and what I see now of like all of the, my friends who make music in Madrid, um, it's just way more affordable. And it's, it's, in general, in in Spain, like life is not as expensive as living in London. So I guess the struggle is different. Um, yeah, people live a lot like with their parents or they have like studios in their houses, like parents' houses and things like that, you know. So I guess it makes it quite way more affordable in a way. Um, and uh, but I still I still everyone has to have their jobs. It's like anything. And uh I guess the struggle in Spain is that um, it's quite niche. So either you are in the niche or it's difficult to really, yeah, make it a bit full time, I guess. I mean, is there is there like an indie rock scene or a kind of anything yeah. like that that yeah. you kind of see from the outside? Or Yeah, it's definitely, it's grown these years. Like um, these last years, maybe I would say like, well, five years ago I feel like it's it's boomed and like yeah so many so many new bands so many people making music I guess because it's more affordable now to just record at home and make your own music and so uh, in Spain Spanish people have been ad- adapting that adopting that um quite well I guess so yeah I feel like yeah they people make people are making more music now than when I was younger I would think when I was younger, it was just like either you get picked up by a huge label, <laughs> or or you're no or no one really hears you, or you play in a little bar or something, which I was doing, but it didn't go beyond that basically. Um, but um, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's I like guess a, yeah, a there really is. Cool yeah, now there is like a there's a lot of like indie pop. Like they like like synth pop, yeah, yeah like self releasing. Yeah, self. No, um, yeah, there's a huge, huge community of self. Yeah, yeah this, they're, they're kind of finding this, each other, uh, right? successful independent artists, that I would think. And then there's like the main indie labels that um, yeah. they put like indie rock. Surf was big at some point. Now it's less big, but yeah, um, mm. yeah, that would be kind of. Yeah. Mm, but the, it's like, Madrid, yeah. uh, Rodrigo and the Tour Jets like, oh, yeah, true. uniting. There's these two bands of our friends. Well, Pilar's cousin's band, actually. Yeah, and my then, cousins and then my friend. And our friend here. who recorded that EP with us, he he's like combined with their band to like create a live band together, which is cool. Ah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of collaboration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a, a, a small community um and people know each other so i don't know i've i've met so many bands through making music or just like online as well and and it's like oh whenever you're in yeah, madrid yeah. let's play together kind of thing so that's been nice i mean what was it like for you robbie growing up like where did you grow up devon in the west country <laughs> so it's a big big mix of stuff 
there's I don't know there was there was quite a lot of like punk music from like young people <laughs> like weirdly um just not much to do I guess um and then well no lots to do and then there's kind of a bit of influence from Bristol like when you start playing a bit in the small little towns you work your way up and do like a few shows in Bristol um which is cool because you that's like obviously like quite an established thing and that's exciting to do if you're like young and starting out but yeah I don't know we I just kind of my friends just always played instruments so we always just hung out and played instruments it was great and you got the cavern in Exeter oh yeah true actually yeah I mean I'm so I'm like yeah I'm kind of near it's a big place Devon Uh, I was I'm like real middle of nowhere out in the sticks I think that's why also because when you do find people with similar interests like my mum had a friend who had a kid who played guitar and they just put us together because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was like, oh, this guy plays guitar, this guy plays guitar. They can hang out. There's not that much going on. I find it so funny how that evolves as you as you kind of go on because I suppose at some point, you know, maybe it's at uni. I mean, did you study music at uni? Uh, no, I studied fine art, actually. Um, and was that like studying that? Was there an element of, I mean, obviously it being art, did it did it have the kind of side effect of you know making taking music a bit more seriously or writing songs a bit more seriously uh no not not really um i kind of again it was like this great thing of i was able to find other people who who played like played drums or played bass or played guitar and we could just like mm we could just hang out and do that outside of uni, you know? So that was like, again, like the same thing, like you're, you're in the same place for various reasons. And then we could just go back to mine and like have a jam, but we never really did anything serious. I didn't throughout the whole of uni. I didn't really, I was just playing a bit of guitar occasionally. And then uh, a couple, yeah. And then just, you end up making connections with people. Like, so a friend of mine now, uh they were staying with us for like six months on our sofa and we like played a little bit of music and then like four years later we're still like doing bits and bobs and because we both stuck around in london so yeah it was it has it's never really been like the focus but like just a really great way of yeah it happened. Uh, yeah just <laughs> i feel like, like <laughs> saying this now i feel so lucky like this is great i haven't thought about it like this. <laughs> I mean, it's such a funny thing because, you know, you get someone like myself or anyone else listening to New New Dista. And uh, is it New Dista or New Dista? I actually realised I hadn't said that out loud. Well, in Spanish it's New Dista, but yeah, in English you can say New Dista, I guess. New Dista, yeah. You'll have someone listen to the record and, you know, that will make that person's morning. You know, that, that really kind of affects someone's day. You know, it's like a wonderful, you know, piece of entertainment. It becomes part of you, you know, when you like a song. And I always find that so fascinating that on the other side, to make that music, you might not necessarily be taking it as seriously as someone might think you are, you know? Mm. And I wonder if that's like part of part of the fun, part of that kind of, that, you know, looseness, I suppose, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like, what's great about Nudista is it's kind of emerged out of just like a really casual beginnings you know yeah. like over a long period of time 
and like all of a sudden we have a band mm. now we never had a band now we have yeah. a band <laughs> like a full fire like yeah. full band we've got like keys and synths and drums and bass and it's great yeah and it's always been it's always been done through like really nice friendly connections like the last recording we did was through the um what was that mixtape oh diy band? sos so we did like um um mixtape thing well it was um yeah it was a mixtape isn't it yeah, uh, yeah the on bank camp that a friend organized i was to raise funds for uh, sister midnight records in south london because so during the pandemic and all this so it was just a few bands that we just gave some tracks and we actually gave a, a demo of confess um and we're like oh we're just i just finished I actually finished like writing that song and we just mm. decided to do a little demo of it and we put it in the, yeah, in the mixtape thing. And then through this, we met Joe, which ended up recording Confess, the actual song in the studio and many other oh, yeah. songs. And it was, yeah, it was, and all online. I mean, we, we met through this thing. We didn't really know each other. And then we ended up being really good friends and yeah, it was, mm. it's just been everything so so organic like yeah, really super like organic. Yeah, yeah not like it's not like oh we haven't yeah really looked for it looks for it did you say like hunted yeah around. hunted it around you know it's like yeah it's been yeah, very yeah. very nice and organic in that sense of like people re people reaching out and just like yeah making connections with mm. people and and just wanting to collaborate because i think that's a bit the nature of this yeah it's, it's very yeah very collaborative yeah it's very collaborative in the end it was like it's never been like, oh, I write songs and then, but you know, it's been, yeah. now we write yeah. music together, yeah. now we're, we yeah. write stuff together. So very open yeah. to like, like when we were recording, we were like, if anyone's got any ideas, yeah. <laughs> let's just whack it on, you know, it's very open. So. Yeah. Let no, this I mean, be a notice for anyone who wants to maybe get in touch with you to, oh, to yeah. get in touch. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, everyone is so talented. I just Everyone, love. Everyone's amazing. <laughs> it's great. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, it's just great to let people do what they like, isn't it? Um, so. And and London's obviously a massive city, but in in a way, musically, it, it can seem really really small. I mean, you talk about Sister Midnight. I live on Deptford High Street, and so they were just up the road here. Oh, nice. And they're moving to Lewisham, are they? Yeah, yeah they've got in a this amazing new space. Yeah, I think they're racing now. No, they've got it, I think. No, yeah, but they're still like racing more funds to be able to oh, get it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And racing. But they've like secured it. I yeah, feel like now might be a like a good time to for people to kind of try and suss out venues because DIY space for London obviously does isn't there anymore. Oh yeah, and mm. you know you get you get a few pubs scattered around where you can put on a night for you know without paying an extortionate fee. But, you know, th those kinds of things we need to really get behind, don't we? Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. It's so important, these spaces. And it's something that I loved when I came to London. I remember like when I first found about the DIY space, I was like, oh, I need to get involved in this. Uh, such a great mm. space and just everything behind it. And then Sister Midnight, loved it. Robbie actually lived in front of it as well. Um and so it was just pretty oh, convenient place. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So some great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it was such a great like the basement. I mean, it was like everyone crammed there, seeing bands. It's just great. It's just like yeah, whenever you were there, you got that DIY feeling, which yeah, 
Mm. I guess you're you're making it happen for yourself. Yeah, no, definitely, especially in a DIY. Yeah, like just as an independent artist or making stuff for you, just yeah, and it's 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 great because it's like obviously we we have like limited knowledge on on promoting stuff, obviously, which is why it's so good that Sad Club uh, is involved in this EP because Tuluda is also doing it. You know, like she's got a huge amount of knowledge but also yeah also someone who's doing diy you know but for like uh putting records out and like kind of yeah, signing bands own. on her own like so that's like yeah. another great diy project but like helping us i don't know it's like a, it's yeah. a very collaborative thing yeah well. no it's the perfect the perfect label to have behind yeah. and <laughs> because great. it just just goes totally. with the qualities um uh, and yeah. that could be such a strong thing because when you, we, you know, when you're doing it for you and your, you and your group of friends, you know, do, people, you know, you're doing it for the love of it, but you're also making something that's that's real, you know, something really tangible, and I love that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of you know making Nudista go round, I mean, what jobs are you, are you both working at the moment? Well, we we both have full time jobs, so it's like. Um, my my full time job might be more intense than Robbie's. I mean, it's not, it's not that yours is not intense. My job can be intense. <laughs> no, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, mine is just like very intense every day. But I basically work at Dice, is um the ticketing app thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, it's just like full full job. I just um work with promoters basically um just for Spain mainly, uh replying to their emails um just kind of customer service for promoters basically to put in a way <laughs> so oh wow yeah. so 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 the shows that are happening in in spain are you the you're the contact for a lot of things yeah yeah for many promoters in spain because obviously i speak spanish um then i speak spanish mm. to them uh also for the uk but um yeah that was like my main yeah my main contribution i guess um so yeah it's, yeah, it's been great. I mean, in the end, it's like I have I I'm working with people who love music as well, and um, it's just yeah, great great environment. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's a plus for me because it's just totally yeah, get to get to see all of these um, like know all of these bands because I just see the listings so already like knowledgeable about all of the new projects that are around. So that's great. Yeah. 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 And is it interesting to see how that kind of that promoter world works, that ticketing world works? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I have way more insight on the industry uh, because of that. Just working in this side of it, I kind of know, yeah, what's the deal with promoters, basically. I know it all. Yeah. <laughs> no, not all, yeah. but... <laughs> I know that that's good when someone when someone tries to rip you off later you'll know you'll know to shut them down <laughs> exactly <laughs> I know what's going on I know yeah. everything <laughs> Don't yeah. mess up with what that. about you Robbie uh so I'm uh, a receptionist for UCL uh, UCL building university and did you go there did you go to UCL no no I didn't <laughs> um I I got it like a job interview from a friend who went there and then got a job and they were looking for someone to do some part-time admin, well, receptionist role. And then mm. uh, I got it like, again, like super casual, but it's become like a thing. And I've been there for like years now, but it's great because it's, finished, it's great. Know, basically. No, well, yeah, there was, I was like a year out. 
Yeah. And did a lot of Brilliant. awful, awful jobs before that. Um, <laughs> well, same. <laughs> this is like, you're talking at a moment that we both have We've, a stable full-time yeah, job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is amazing. A stable job is, <laughs> is amazing. I hate to admit it, but the nine to five is uh, <laughs> useful. <laughs> Well, this is the place to talk about awful, awful jobs. I mean, yeah. what is there like uh, uh, any particular stories that really stand out about the awful jobs in the past? Oh, Robbie has fun ones. Um, <laughs> I've, so I've worked on the for like very early production lines of Huel. You know Huel, the drink? Yeah, yeah. you see a lot of T-shirts around. Don't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah. So I think I was there in the factory for the first year it was getting made. And that was, I mean, a, well, just a crazy job being on the production line for that because you're just, it's like eight hours a day just lifting, <laughs> lifting sacks into electronic sieving machines wow. and, then, and then packaging things up. And obviously, Huel was an instant hit. So the orders <laughs> went up like every week and we had these insane quotes to, to try and reach. Um, with a tiny factory. With a tiny factory. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, in this tiny little factory warehouse in, in Devon somewhere. And uh, in, It's in Devon? I didn't know Yeah, that. I think I, they must have moved now because I can't believe that that place is producing the amount of fuel that is out there because it, it was tiny. <laughs> but, but I think uh, they've, they've definitely upgraded. But it was originally, yeah, it was, it was this little warehouse space. Um, that's so funny yeah. I mean when you when you started working there it was was it a, it was a sort of a pretty new thing was it yeah it was it was yeah yeah because I was with this agency that there, there is there isn't a lot of I couldn't get very much work in the West Country um, I seemed I got I had mm. two different factory jobs um, oh the books so one I, yeah I was doing school books as well but so we we <laughs> <got> <laughs> that was weird because that was 4am no 4pm to 2am and mm. uh, for wow. like four days a week uh that was nuts <laughs> i lost my mind in that place yeah no Huel was it was it, they told us when we walked in they were like this is a new whole new whole new thing that no one really knows about um it's like you can replace your food with it and blah 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 and then like next thing i know like two years later when i moved back to london it's everywhere so, <laughs> so you moved away from london for a couple of years uh yeah after after uni because i didn't have enough of my student loan so i had to move back to my parents house and uh get some cash. oh i see i got you I um and then yeah, came yeah. back when i got like another temporary job at an art fair um which oh, was like we, enough we worked together was yeah. it the same year no you and me oh. did this yeah and then pilar yeah so i did this this art fair thing that kind of moved me back into london got my rent and then pilar we did the same thing the next year. Yeah. I got Clara job there. <laughs> yeah, Robert got me the job in the art fair. <laughs> Distributing right. of the art fair. What, what were you doing at the art fair? Uh, what I, I was doing, mainly I was in the entrance giving away maps of the art fair <laughs> and, and being nice. like information points. Uh, that was, uh, was, it was so much. It was like, how many hours were the shifts? They were crazy. They were oh, like were 8 a.m. to like yeah. 7 or 8 sometimes. It changed. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was mainly standing up in the entrance. I think you were a runner, no? You mm, were like, I was a runner. Yeah, yeah you were yeah. bringing magazines from one point yeah, to the other. Yeah, bottles of water to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And those things are mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're crazy. They're yeah. crazy. No, no, no. And then you get, what was it, like one hour break or less? It wasn't that Oh, long. yeah, it was nothing. For yeah. Me, like, 
big shift. Maybe like yeah. 10 minutes breaks here and there. But yeah, no, at some point I was so tired. And then because there was like different teams. And then they had us like four mm. people standing up all day. And then there was another team in the book stand or something like that, sitting down all day. And then I, here, here I was, I was like, I can't believe I'm standing up all day and other people are sitting up all day. <laughs> and then I kind of managed to, to rotate a little bit. And so I, I managed to sit down a little bit as well. <laughs> It's like those, and those places are funny because because someone could not sell anything for like a whole day and then make like grands in a oh, in a oh, few minutes. Exactly. I mean, this this is like this is the big one. This is like yeah, big money, like huge. Oh, it's names. a massive offer. Yeah, it's Fris London, which is a massive in 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 Regent's Park. It is what you yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So you see, like crazy wealth. Yeah, it's like yeah every gallery. Yeah, in the world. Wow. I mean, no, every gallery. Obviously, that would be a bit crazy. But <laughs> all of the big, big galleries. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see all of this mental like work being transported. Oh, I saw Rihanna actually. Oh, she yeah. said hi to me. <laughs> no. Yes. No <laughs> I tell to no, everyone. So oh yeah, I'm so proud. Well, this is one of the good things about being in the entrance and standing all day. That, at least I have to say I had a good one because I saw the famous people. They put me on the like side entrance where the VIPs would come in, and True. she had like a private preview. Obviously, she wouldn't come with all the people. And then she came through that door, and I was so shocked. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is Rihanna!" <laughs> What's your tendency to do? You know, if you meet like someone, someone famous, is your tendency to to like chat with them and start try and start a conversation? Well, it was like every gallery person was like next to her, like, "Oh, come here, come here." So you couldn't yeah. really talk to her. But I literally st- started staring at her, like, "Oh my god!" And then she looked at me and she waved. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I was just staring like a freak. <laughs> I mean, it's shocking. So I have funny. to say, I'd never seen her that close. <laughs> oh yeah, she's so cool. She's so um, cool. Yeah. So basically, I couldn't talk to her. I wish, I wish I did. But um, I mean, the people in the fair, they saw us like standing down a little bit, and then they would come to us like, "You cannot sit. No, standing up." sitting down and then they would come like don't sit down but they wouldn't really allow us to talk to them you know so i did i did meet someone really famous once who i i met thurston moore once in this pub that i was working at and um uh i went like he came in and then it was just me and then <laughs> i walked up to him and was like has anyone ever told you you look exactly like thurston moore like identical <laughs> And he was like, yeah, man, that's me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I didn't know what to say. So I guess you didn't expect him to, to be in that pub in Canada. No, not at all. So I'm no good with it. He's chatty from, from what I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was lovely. He was really nice. I just I, I just didn't have any. I couldn't think of anything to say. Yeah, what can you say? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's one of my jobs. I think I've been I've been in random jobs that I've I've encountered uh, all these famous people. But once, so I was working also during this first thing. I was also working as a check-in person for Airbnb flats. It was like an agency that had like flats that rented for short-term stuff, and I was basically. Mm-hmm a person who would go to the place and give keys. So I would come to the door and give you the keys, show you around the place and 
and leave basically yeah, yeah. i mean i didn't know anything about the places until i arrived there so i would just give you a kiss and then be like here are the toilet whatever <laughs> anyway but for some reason there was like a few famous people coming through this agency uh and i met once the one of the pussycat dolls what? <laughs> did you really yeah and i talked a lot to her <laughs> Amazing. I don't remember what That's her name great. was. Which one? I don't know. They were like seven, isn't yeah, it? it I mean, there are quite them. a lot of them. So I don't know. It was mm, one mm. of them, basically. But How just did you know? Did she say, I'm a pussy? Yeah, she said it to me because I was like, oh, what do you do? Because then she was like, oh, I, I'm between London and LA all the time, blah, blah, blah. And we were just chatting. And then she was like, oh, I'm a musician and, um, and a presenter, a TV presenter, I think she said. And I was like, oh, nice. Uh, what's your music? She was like, oh, I was in a band called Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I listened to your music so much growing up. <laughs> I often think walking down, like, in, in Soho and in central London, I think, like, you know, it's so easy to look up at the skyline or, you know, probably more often actually look down at the ground. I often wonder, you know, if you looked up and looked in people's faces, how many people you'd see. I mean, I met Alan Carr recently. And he oh, was really? so chatty. Oh, wow. Really lovely. <laughs> I, like I mean, about. obviously, obviously chatty, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, yeah. Obviously, it, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a TV personality then. It's, uh, it's legit. No. Oh, so good. I'll tell you what, Stephen Fry as well. Stephen Fry was at Soho Radio mm. before, oh, wow. before we moved, uh, moved studios. And he was just walking out and I just couldn't help myself but to... Uh, like try and do small talk with him because no one else was around and it, he was kind of walking through the foyer a bit and I was like Stephen my name's Giles <laughs> and I was like what are you up to I was like where are you going but he was he was very nice he held he held the conversation you got to appreciate when that happens <laughs> yeah yeah that's sweet that's yeah nice. I saw him going for a jog once actually in Regent's Park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. like where you live does really kind of have an effect on um you know well you know the art you're making this house is uh yeah it's like a little cottage so it definitely inspires us <laughs> to end the area i guess it's just so chill around very calm so yeah keeps us in a in a good mood yeah and uh, yeah we, we, like all of our like I can cycle to work from here, and like when you when your office opens up again, you can walk down to the yeah, office. Yeah, exactly. I so walk there. That is a bonus. Like so, I, yeah. I was in South. For, I was in Deptford for like two years. That was yeah. great. I love Deptford. Yeah. Uh, but I was just yeah, it's great, isn't it? It was a it was just a long commute for me, and I I didn't want to like give in to yeah. the commute. I didn't want to admit that I. <laughs> that maybe I should consider moving close to my job because I don't want my job to control where I live. But it's worked out great. And I really yeah. like North. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. There's a lot of, um, uh, yeah, we have a lot of friends around here. Well, yeah. we have some friends around here. And yeah, many people live around. Studios. It's still great connected to the South. Yeah. The overground takes you to mm. the South super quick. So 
yeah, it's still great. Most of our gigs are also in like Dalston, Shirley. So good for gigs as well. That's good. <laughs> good for carrying amps down when the when the time comes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that about London bands that, you know, so often I was going to say in the early days of being in a band, but I wonder if it ever ends if you're playing, you know, in London and you live in London to be taking amps on the train, on the oh, tube yeah. or on buses. Oh. It's just, you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And you're always so worried, like I'm carrying all of this very oh, yeah. expensive equipment around well it's not it's probably not even that worth yeah. stealing it, but it's like yeah, it's my right. only guitar you know if that goes well i'm precious <laughs> about my guitar so i don't yeah. want it stolen i got one guitar stolen i don't want another one. Oh shit yeah, yeah in oh no what's that, the story of that it was traumatizing no i don't know if it I was such wanna, a beautiful guitar it was a beautiful guild guitar oh, like so oh, beautiful no. it was like my first like good guitar um and just traveling i i was with with my brother and then um i let him carry it or uh, i don't know i was like with the su- su- suitcases and then he was like carrying the guitar and then he just forgot it <laughs> outside the car <laughs> And then obviously I was like, I was freaking out because the guitar wasn't in the car. And then we went back to the airport and obviously it wasn't there. I mean, fair enough. Someone is happy with my guitar in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like a, a dramatic yeah, it's not story. Even, is yeah, it's it? not. It's I was, I was for, for yeah. my brother, I mean, I don't, I don't resent him <laughs> at all. Yeah, you I, I mean, you know, now <laughs> I don't good. resent you. <laughs> No, but yeah, I, at the time strong. I was like, "Where is my guitar? Where is my guitar?" And yeah, it was yeah, it was very sad. I was like, "Yeah, I'm eighteen. Yeah, but oh well, oh, it's wow. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, these things happen." Yeah, these things totally do happen. I mean, I, I just saw you played the Shackwell Arms the other night. How how was that getting back to it? Oh, so nice. Like? Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Yeah, playing live I was, again. I was pretty nervous before going on because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been months. It's been months. Last um, last gig we did, it was mm. only Robbie and me. It was acoustic, so it wasn't even like a full band gig at all. Mm. So um, yeah, it was a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, but, but it, was, it was it was really really nice evening. Oh, it uh, felt yeah. We supported uh, John Myrtle, who was really good. Yeah, it's um, a yeah. club as well. Really nice. Um, it's just the whole environment was Amazing. lovely. Yeah. I think was everyone lovely. was just really happy to be out. Yeah. And like drinking on a Monday is great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, School night is uh, always fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great start of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was so, really, it was yeah. really nice. Yeah, and, yeah it, it was like, it was nice playing. It was the first time we played with our like band. Yeah, yeah, like full full five piece band like before. And they're amazing. Wow. Oh yeah, everyone is so 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 talented, and it's just they just make make the set. We yeah, we, so we we don't add anything, is it? No. <laughs> We're supporting no. them. Now, We're yeah. supporting. <laughs> and how I was going to ask, how does it work with the band? You know, it's you you they're friends, obviously, and people you have fun playing with. Yeah. And it, you know, we cut we started off the conversation kind of talking about it. Um, but is is it just the kind of thing that kind of it's just been rolling and you've kind of been meeting and pick people you know people have been kind of joining the live setup yeah as it comes yeah it's been it's been like that so at the beginning early early days he was 
so it was so it's always been like Robbie and me, like writing, making it, and and then getting the full like the live band uh, to play live. Um, but mm. at the beginnings, we had my friend Adrian that he I met him through like putting gigs in London, and then he was in various bands. Well, he was in like thousands of bands yeah. uh, because he was, he was amazing. Well, yeah, he, he was he's an amazing, amazing just just drummer. Mm. He went to Guildhall, so uh, he was like everyone wanted him as a drummer. <laughs> and but he's just the sweetest. Wow. Uh, and just from the first time I met him, we we just became really good friends. And he was like, oh yeah, we'd love to play with you when early days starting everything. And then sadly, um, he left to Sweden because he couldn't afford to stay in London anymore. Um and now he's mm. just doing great stuff. I think he's doing like a like a opera thing. No opera, like a theater. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, wow. doing like live music for like a theater and stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna go for But yeah, so yeah. when he left then um who played bass then? Oh you Alberto. Oh Alberto. Oh yeah Alberto. Yeah. So Alberto our current our current bassist, he was he just came to London, like from Madrid, like, yeah, like me, basically. He just came to work here. And I didn't know him, but my friend Rodrigo, who who's the one who recorded us in Madrid as well, he also has a band and he makes music. Um, He was like, oh, you should meet my friend Alberto. He's so nice. I'm sure he will love to play with you because my friend Rodrigo was in Madrid. And that's through him. I met him. We met we yeah we became really good friends as well he started playing with us and then kieran our drummer he worked with me actually at dice he doesn't he doesn't anymore but he's also a musician he he plays in other various bands and he also wanted to join well no we we needed to get a band together for recording recording. we didn't have one so we asked kieran if he wanted to play drums for us yeah and he was into it yeah of course Alberto was into it so we had to kind of like formed a band for because we did live recording and then uh yeah we like we didn't even think about gigs and then at some point we had to do a gig and we asked them and they were like (laughs) yeah of course and started like little by little I'm like can you do this date and this age and And they're they're just great and the last audition is Eugene which we met through Alberto because he's Alberto's girlfriend and met her like just a couple of weeks ago yeah. and she's so amazing she she's just an amazing pianist and and yeah she's never played in a band or anything and i was like do you want to play with us i mean i would <laughs> love you to play with us and she was so excited she was like oh i've always wanted to play in a band definitely <laughs> so now that's so good like, that sounds like so much fun yeah, yeah it's it just is. been like people here and coming like that yeah amazing. and just great amazing. great people it's everyone is so great Brilliant. Well, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait. I mean, just finally, what's the, have you got any plans for maybe a, like a full length? Is that something that's kind of on the horizon? Uh, we're going to do another, after we put this, the last thing we recorded, it's an EP. After we put that out, we're going to try and, if it goes well, we're going to try and write another EP. Well, we've got well, some. we've already had. We've got this, we've got, well, EP. like build an EP out of, out of the various bits of material Songs. we have. Yeah, so we have an EP coming out soon. So that's already closed and recorded. Very excited to put out. And then, yeah, we just have so much music. We'll put, yeah, another EP or a full album eventually. We'll see. But, yeah, no, I mean, we're definitely not 
non-stopping <laughs> writing and making music. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for yeah, having yeah. us. So that was Pilar and Robbie here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Thank you, Sad Club Records. Tomorrow, we'll have an episode from John Myrtle. Here's Cox Barrow. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue-ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every blink of me, I've been on the go. This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.